Hey, this is the Indie Film Review. How can I help you? Hey, Steve, guess what? I know you're talking to my woman, and I don't appreciate it. Her name's Bethany, uh, and I cannot wait till I get my hands on your throat, Stephen, because if you come <laughs> anywhere near us again, I will swear up and down that you will be throttled. Oh, well, if you're trying to throttle me, it doesn't really sound like you're that into your girlfriend that much, bro. You ever think of that? You ever think about asking me out on a date? Huh? Actually, Maybe I'll Stephen. take you to dinner. Actually, Stephen, that's why I'm really calling. Oh, um, okay. Wow, this is really working out. Well, for you're us. not even <laughs> contesting the fact that your name's not Stephen. No, my name's Stephen. Oh, wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you end an improv scene. When you don't know where to go, you say, oh, wrong number. And then it's the scene's over. And everyone thinks it's great and fun. And, and we they all, all standing O's. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. My name is Jared, not Steve. I tricked you. And that's Dan. Hi, Dan. What's up? Hi. Um, <laughs> I watched a film this week. Just you like did? You did? I also watched a film. <laughs> that is what's What up. was that film? And tell us about that it. That film is called All Sorts. It's a uh, office comedy. Well, no, we'll just call it a comedy. But it's taking place in an office. It is an office comedy. And, that's that's um, fair. It is about a burgeoning relationship in that office as well as (laughs) the unique part of the film which is like an underground filing competition that's like almost like a fight club of sorts filing as in you are taking documents putting them in folders and then putting them in a filing cabinet people are insanely going for this like it's a nascar race and it's fucking hilarious yes they treat it like an underground fight arena with an announcer and <laughs> the Com- camera work competing when those management and like people trying it's to throw amazing. fights. It's like, Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. The concept gets, is really great. The concept is bonkers. Like you would have never thought like it, kudos to the originality of this. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's silly. It's silly, yeah. but it's, it's elevated silliness. And I, I really appreciated okay. that. So first half we do questions. We try not to spoil it. Second half, we're going to really get into the film. Oh, I also would like to say thank you to uh, Laura for bringing this to us. She is the producer of this film. She emailed us about it. So awesome. Really appreciate that. Thank you, Laura. Um, Dan, is this a PG movie? Like, where where on the rating scale? Because I feel like, I don't feel like there's anything too naughty in this. It could be PG, but it feels like... I mean, the PG-13 is kind of reaching for it, too. Like, the only thing that I can think of as being a um, PG-13 is the the thing that we made fun of at the beginning. Like, the guy getting mad that his... That would probably go over children's heads. Yeah, I feel like... Because I want to recommend this, and I just want to see where the vibe is of, like... Should kids be watching this? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't... like well, hey, Kids can watch it, but I don't think they would you don't appreciate think they're gonna get it. it. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yep. Because this film is very funny. Yes, I, I agree. I, I laughed quite a bit, which is kind of rare <laughs> for me. I don't know. Like, 
I'll smile at comedies a lot of the time, but I'm never actually. But like this, the the jokes in this film are like good office humor. Like, but it's so oh. so interesting because it's humor that the office never thought of. Yes, it's it's all original. It's it's really interesting. So the comedy in this, there's a lot of sight gags. Yeah, there's a lot of it's solely office humor. Like yes. anything you can think of with the office humor, they're they're nailing it a hundred percent. Doing really good with the originality. Then there's the weirdness. Yes. Which is what I love about this movie. Okay. <laughs> which we I we can't really talk about right There's now. There's one but... scene that I'm like it, it it doesn't have any resolution this scene that I'm thinking yeah. of which we'll talk about soon. There is a surreal nature to this film yes, very that surreal. I appreciate dearly. Yes. So Dan, go ahead question me. Um who is your favorite character? Cuz acting mm. is like I'm not even going to ask about acting cuz acting is just it's it's through the roof on all parties. Yeah. But, each, the acting was very good in this. Each person has their own character that they get to be. And like these characters, it's like The Office. Like it's, mm-hmm. they all have their, their unique quirks and they all work. So you have Diego and you have June. Those are your two protagonists, yep. basically. They're the love mm-hmm. interests. But there's auxiliary characters. And I want to know, Jared. Yes. Who is your So favorite? there is the boss, who is Vasquez, Vasquez yeah. who... I think he's probably my favorite. Vasquez is my amazing. Vasquez is the best. He plays he's the so dumbest funny. man on earth. He's so funny. Um, it really it reminded me of like IT Crowd and The Office, yeah. the you know the show, and he's just like an amalgam of all these bosses that have somehow managed to like get the highest position of power and like not understand. Well, like, like very I, basic he's, things he's, about exactly. office work. What what <laughs> I like what I liked about him was he's silly and stupid, but he's also like very clean cut and intimidating at the same time. Yeah, like you don't want to piss him mm-hmm. off because he will do something to you, but he's just going to <laughs> erroneously do something to you because he's an idiot. I love, yeah, yeah. I love how oblivious he is yes. and also very sincere with his well, beliefs, okay, whether so they be stupid the, or not. One of the jokes that he has, <laughs> and this kind of defines his character. He he somehow we're not going to talk about it yet, but he somehow accidentally fires himself. And then rehires himself as a temp for the agency. <laughs> but then he thinks, well, how do I distinguish myself from, you know, myself? So he puts on a fedora and he's like, now I want everyone to know, to be clear, I'm not myself right now. I am temp Vasquez it's and so not boss Vasquez. He doesn't so want to confuse anyone. So he's considerate in that way. And I respect that. Yes, I do too. And it's just like, that's that's the kind of strange humor in this that, it permeates throughout that it's not in the realm of reality, but mm-hmm. it fits the film so well and it fits the version of reality that this film creates. And it's so much fun. And what, what's, what's fascinating about that, I think is the fact that it's not like the, the, the film reality is not too far off from our reality. It mm-hmm. only just, it, it, I mean, it, it goes very hard and fast into the surreal and abstract, but it does it to a point where it's like it, it like that 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 line that gets transgressed is mm-hmm. easily transgressed. So it, it, it oscillates back and forth between surreal yeah. and uh, real. It's 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 really cool. Absolutely. So my question to you, Dan, is the camera work. How'd you feel? It's awesome. Camera work and pacing too. Is, I want to talk about that as well. It is awesome. Pacing first. You're in an office setting. You have to keep attention, and this film is just like mile a minute. 
showing you like the different facets of the office. The different it feels like there's the like office. skits. Almost, yes, that's what I was going to bring up. But yeah. it's it's in a way that works. Like the skits are all a means to an end, and the end makes sense. Yes, they're all tied together. None of them feel disjointed. We're not like, okay, now we're over here doing this thing. It felt like, no, this is the ecosystem of the office, and every skit we see a little bit about a side character or the main yeah. characters now, and, and how they all interact with each in other. In terms of cinematography, what it, it wasn't necessarily the movement of the camera that draw my or drew my attention. It's the um, framing. Like there's these, mm. there's so many amazing, just well composed frames in this. Like one of my favorite frames, I forgot who's the mousy looking lady, um, with the big teeth and short hair. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. There's a lot of characters. I don't remember the name of the woman, but there's this woman who is hired after Diego. So, she. She the, oh is it Dagmar? Dagmar, that's her name. Because Dagmar like, was, with the insane slick backed hair, and yes. she has that one so, long yes. hair that's so, like on. That's who I want to talk about. Up. Like her frame in particular is amazing. So she bothers June because she realizes that June is crying every time yeah. she pops her head over the cubicle to look down at her. That yeah. frame is yeah. amazing. That it, low like, angle. It's, it's so good because she's like she's kind of creepy, but also endearing at the same time. And then the camera just reinforces that. It's so cool. Hi, I'm Dagmar. <laughs> That's my name. I'm Dagmar. And you're like, what are you? Are you a human being? She's so strange. And then they do like a little montage with her, like, like sleeping weirdly on her chair. Mm -hmm. And then her phone rings. She's like trying to grab it and it falls over. Oh, I love the tech in this too. It's all very, very old. Yes. Like, 90s like this is tech. definitely, it's, it's a period piece for the 1990s. Yeah. Like there's a Nokia cell phone, there's <laughs> yeah, fax yeah, machines. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jared, I'm yeah. pretty sure that the way fax machines work in this <laughs> film is not how fax machines, well, not fax machines, but copy. Fax machine? So, yeah, the copy machine was probably one of my favorite scenes. It, it, like, it was out of one, control. The, the Diego will, like, take a picture with his Nokia cell phone and then zoom in on it and then copy that and then is able to make a high-def resolution yes. High-def resolution. <laughs> then earlier... So we're going to get into spoilers. Okay. <laughs> we have to get into spoilers now. So... I believe this film was in the festival circuit. It is now available. Let me find out. I had a list. Jared. Okay. You can check it out on Amazon, Google Play. It's on the YouTube and it's on Apple TV. Go check it out. Worth your time you. and money for sure. I implore you. If, it's if, you, really if good. you are a fan of The Office, you would be a fan of this film. This film yeah. is not as depressing as The Office is at uh -huh. times. Um, but very similar humor and still very, like, like I said, they don't step on the office's toes. They like yeah. the office has lifted this film up on its shoulders so it could reach the, the apples basically. Yeah. It's almost like the office. And if they took like a half step into the mighty boosh of like darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that kind of combined together. So, okay. There's a woman when Diego first starts working there, she's like, listen, you need an eight by 10 headshot of yourself. So we can put in our, our, our uh, database to know that you work here, you know, for security stuff. And he's like, okay. So he goes and tries to photocopy a picture of himself. And he goes and clicks like times one and he clicks on it and it's way too small. He's like, okay. So then he goes and does it again. And he goes like times four and then it's, 
it's so big that it somehow is zoomed in on it just like his forehead and his eyes. It doesn't mm-hmm. even make any sense how that yeah. works. And then he, he like tries to minus it lower, and then it's it's even closer. It's like in his skin, and you can see like yeah, the hairs on his skin. It's, and it, yeah. it's so dumb. And then later on, he just keeps hitting the four button over and over, and he gets perfect pictures. <laughs> it's it's silly because like it's really good. It's not the way copiers work, but like yeah. just, again, the surreal nature of this. Now, Should we just, I want to talk about oh, go ahead. probably the most surreal scene in the film that uh, the film kind of just ignores after it happens. Yo, it's uh, randomly at one point <laughs> this woman gets eaten by a filing cabinet. I thought this was going to be a plot point. Me the too. film does not care. Like, what the fuck? It is just a thing that happens. She gets eaten, and then that's it. We're going to cut away from it. And I'm like, all right. And the special effects, the practical effects on this are so so good. good. And in the email, um, Laura was saying that this film was low budget. Like a low budget film. And this film looks great. It was just, man, these effects were so freaking cool. Like with the, uh, okay, there's this janitor. He never speaks. He's really creepy. He's got this long beard. He's going around. Or no, he's a repairman. He's maybe. a maintenance he's guy. A repairman. Yeah. yeah, he's the yeah. maintenance man. So he's going around fixing things. And then a character's like, hey, can I have a paperclip? And he gives him a paperclip. Very strangely, I might add. And then he goes to try to use it. And it turns into a worm that just yeah. starts crawling around. And it's, I guess it's stop motion. But it looks amazing. It looks so good. Uh, there's another scene where that same repairman is fighting some cables, like, and they be turned into snakes and they're just like <laughs> writhing around. And I'm just like, what is, why, none of this is going to get addressed. So, so well, he knows the repairman knows that that one filing cabinet is evil because he avoids it. Like, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I think what I appreciated about it, despite the fact that I would like to know more about the man eating file cabinet what it has done is built lore of this yes. world yes. and we just kind of have to accept it. Um, so whenever we were talking about how Vasquez fires himself, he installs security cameras so he can spy on all his workers. So they, he makes sure that they're all working and um, he, that's how he fires himself is because he installed one in his office and then the maintenance guy and him are watching the TV and then the camera behind them is watching them watch the TV. And he's like, who yeah. is just watching TV? And he gets pissed off. Yeah, um, he's like, these two need to be fired. So he accidentally fires him and the maintenance guy who apparently he doesn't work there and yeah. he doesn't know his real name. And you're like, huh? Glorious. Glorious. Yeah, it's really, really good. There are so many silly bits. Like, there's a bit where Vasquez is traveling through an entire building, sniffing out popcorn. Mm-hmm. And he, you think he's going to like do a big revelation to like save the day. And he's like, nope, I'm just here to get this popcorn. And then he leaves. Um, like, you fucking idiot. There was one that like I was actually fooled by this. There's a bigger guy. I forgot his name, too. Is it Carlos, maybe? Oscar. Oscar. Um, ooh. Oscar's the name from The Office. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Anyway, no, it, um, so Oscar, he, he has a cardboard cut out of himself that, that was really good. people walk by 
and it fooled me. I thought it was him, and then he walks into it and then takes it up. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. There's like now, tons guys, of gags like that in the yeah, film. Yeah, so we're praising the gags. Let's get into the narrative here. The narrative centers on a guy who um, gets hired at this company because he can type mm-hmm. 55 words per minute. Ooh. And Vasquez yeah, is <laughs> over the moon because well, he's because... able to do that. <laughs> because uh, the boss can only do like henpecking, right? He yeah. can't type that fast. So he's so impressed. But he's like, 55 words a minute. <laughs> He'll even say, like later in the film, he starts reminiscing about how big that number. He's like, 55 words a minute. Wow. Amazing. Yes. So good. <laughs> he like walks off. Anyway, Diego gets there and he starts hitting it off with this woman named June who works near yep. him. At, a la Pam and Jim. But this one, this relationship feels different because they have the the subplot of the the filing tournament because yes. June is really good at filing. Like the way in which she's filmed whenever this, that, that's what, it, so the cinematography that shows, well, the cinematography and an editing that shows them being good at what they do, like typing really fast or like filing really fast. Oh yeah. That special really effect cool. with the, yeah. the quick hands. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So basically the, the narrative is about how Diego's encouraging June to step out of her box and perf- perform well in this in this competition and June's like, I don't know if I should, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm like, I'm dead in job and I don't really like it. Mm-hmm. I have a boyfriend. And then we learn that. And then Diego that gets disappointed. That scene was so good because Diego and you as an audience member don't know that she has yeah. a boyfriend. And it's he's so gung ho about, yeah. And he, the way that they simulate him having a panic attack, you feel it with the mm-hmm. camera and the, the sound effects. And it's just like so heartbreaking Yeah, <laughs> for him. And he like runs outside to get air. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm right there with you, buddy. And uh, this film kind of flirts with the idea of like, oh, you know, you don't get everything that you want. Like your life isn't a movie or a musical. You don't get to do the dance number at the end just because you want it to be that way. And I thought what was going to happen was is he was just going to end up being friends with June and that was it. You know, maybe they were going to, I don't know, get better jobs or move on with, you know, and, and find happiness somewhere else. But I was like, will this actually have a fairy tale ending? And then, then the film is like, well, if two people believe in the fairy tale, and if they're they're both into it, then why can't that be the reality? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like basically, I guess what they're saying is doing something that makes you happy versus doing something that's more practical. Practical words versus doing something that's more practical and dependable, and that's yeah. kind of the balance of this film uh, because the office represents the the mundanity of like typing and doing all this shit that just just doesn't matter, but you have to do it to get paid and to survive because if Diego doesn't, he's living in his car yeah, he's at living one point. In his car. And there was a great scene of him. He had like a tub in his car and yeah. he was like showering and or, or bathing himself. And like an old lady saw him. Yeah. There's a lot of really fun stuff with that. So it's like, you have to kind of do, you know, be an adult, but also, you know, find time to follow your dreams and do the stuff that you really like. Like June really likes filing. And her boyfriend doesn't support that, really. She, he thinks it's kind of a joke, which is 
It's it silly, I know. It's <laughs> it's no, such dude, a it, silly. It literally is a joke. Stop laughing. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think, Dan? What did you take? What was the takeaway for you from this film? Even if it wasn't like I learned a lesson, like how did it make you feel? It made me feel hopeful for the year to come. <laughs> like, nice. It's the surrealness. The, I, I keep going back to the surrealness. The surrealness is not invited and not expected, but the more it leads into it, the more you're like wanting more of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it makes Oh, yeah. Me, I was 100% for it. It makes me want to know more. Um, about you know the the world that's being created this film just made me happy it yes. made me really happy to watch it yes it did and um, the questions that i had like the things that were like well that's annoying it was only because i wanted to know more about the world but that's selfish of me to be like well you have to tell me everything about that filing cabinet yeah i want to know everything about what's going on with this character who lives in the fucking ceiling or whatever oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah there's a yeah. character who lives in the ceiling in the vents i thought that he was gonna be the old boss like i thought he was the old boss and he got banished up there or something but uh i don't know if we ever really i think basically they just kind of help him come out of his shell and like yeah but then leave like that his space. his payoff Gets back to 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 Dragmar or what? What's the name? Dragmar, Dagmar, Dagmar, D A G M A R. Because apparently she is the one who is talking to a guy named Brian, and Ed uh-huh. is the one who's pretending to be Brian. And Dagmar is okay. So we haven't talked about this, but we made fun you of it. No, we haven't. Dagmar's boyfriend is um constantly calling this guy named Albert and yelling at him like thinking he is Brian and he's like I'm not Brian I'm Albert but he just kind of takes oh that was my favorite sight gag now that I'm thinking about it Albert is a oh, fucking God. idiot yeah oh he's, Albert's so fun he's he's like scrolling through his document that he's typing up and then he sees a mistake and he takes white out and then puts oh, it on the computer so screen and then scrolls past it and he's like wait what and then he goes like, "Well, I gotta mark that one too." And he—it's really funny. And then there's another scene of him. He's trying to uh, pull out a stapler, but it's a photocopied picture of a stapler on his page. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just grabbing it, grabbing it. It's not working. He flips the page over. He's like, uh, "I don't know." <laughs> he's just like a real dingus. It's so. Funny. And that the film is constantly filled with goof, goofy shit like yes. That. Like okay. we haven't even covered the the majority of it. Oh no, we we and we probably won't. I think we should yeah. save a little bit for people. Do you ever feel like this film outstayed its welcome? Was there any no. time we were like, okay, I can kind of let's move? I this don't on. think okay. so. Nice. Um, I, I that goes back to the pacing. Like every every yeah. minute was not wasted. Every minute made sense, and it had either a comedic drive or a drama drive, and like they mm-hmm. flipped those two very evenly throughout the entire um, piece, yeah. and. Or the surreal drive. Like, the the longer we went into the film... Because, like, even the... the Okay. They enter this competition through a vending machine. And the yeah. arena... Like, it's just an office building. But then there's this huge... Well, I guess it's not a huge arena. Because, like, it's, it's underground and tight. But it's, like... There's a whole arena. <laughs> they, they packed a lot of people in there. And like it's it seems like it's from different offices from around the region. Yes. Yeah. And just yeah. like people the fact that people 
not only compete but get excited for yes, this competition. It's so silly. It's so and they ridiculous. sell it so well. It's so funny. So Diego wants to be a writer, and the only reason he took the job at this office is because they said they needed a writer, which is not what they needed. They needed someone to type. Yeah. And so while he's helping June pursue her dream, he's kind of realizing his own dreams in like his boss is like, hey, I want you to write a story for me about this uh, filing cabinet saga that we've been going through with June. But I want you to say that it was written by me and like all this dumb shit, you know, so he's going to like ghostwrite for him. But through that storytelling, he is writing his own perfect ending to the film mm-hmm. that you're watching. Yeah. Because he wants his happy fairytale ending where he gets to sing the big dance number and kiss the girl at the end. So we actually see that. We see this great, awesome ending. And it's so cool. But then at the end of that, the narrator is like, well, I mean, it didn't really happen that way. Yeah. And, you know, like everything worked out in the end. But it's just not exactly like this. Not exactly how. <laughs> it's like we made it look like this because it's more entertaining because that's how the story is. And I thought that was kind of interesting to me. Meta. Um, did you feel like it was a cop out that they did actually get together? That June and Diego got together, or no? Because like into it. I, I yeah, I was into it. Like because their chemistry is great, and I really yeah, like. They're great. June. June is. June is fantastic. She's um she's a South Korean actress. I, she looks familiar, but I went and I looked at what she was in, and I didn't recognize her. Grena Park. Yeah. And then uh, Eli Vargas plays Diego. Yeah, everybody in this was really good. I mean, I'm only trying to give you pushback. Like, I'm asking these questions like, do you think this movie's bad? Like, my dumb... <laughs> I'm well, only doing we, that yeah, because... No, I, the film is so flawless to me. I'm trying to find any hole or anything yeah, no. anywhere I can attack this movie. No, it's and it's, I can't it's a tight it. and it's a tight <laughs> hour and a half, man. It's one twenty-eight. Oh, Dan loves a tight hour and a half. Yeah, believe you me. This podcast is not PG thirteen, by the way. Well, I think I think that's it, man. Go fucking see this movie. It's a great comedy. It's it's one of the contenders for the year, I think, in terms of comedy. And like, I don't often, like I said, I don't really get off on comedy that much yeah that's it not takes, your bag. it takes a lot to to impress me whenever it comes to comedy and this film impressed mm. me oh yeah tons of laughs absolutely okay uh dan plugs yes you can find us on twitter at indie film pod you can find us on instagram at indie film review pod you can email us at the indie film review at gmail.com send us your screener if you would like it to be reviewed by us we do have a big wait list though so just be be ready for that but we will get to your film. We promise. Yeah, absolutely, baby. Thank you, everyone uh, who listens, who submits to us, writes us emails. I really, really appreciate it. It's awesome. I love seeing everybody's work. Uh, it's inspiring. Inspiring. Um, I hope you're all having a great day. Okay, bye. Daniel, the final word. <laughs> Steven, what did I tell you? I told you I was going to call back, and here I am calling you back again. And what are you doing still? Not throttling my girlfriend because I'm going to come <laughs> throttle you. And here I go.
podcasts, but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good. Well, my friend, it is not as hard as you might think because Necropodicon has you covered. They've got movie reviews, horror shows, games, comedy, and improv, so all you gotta do is head on over to Necropodicon.com to find your new favorite podcast. Yeehaw! Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.